Christmas is a season of joy. And we've thrown this celebration for our city tonight to help communicate that Christmas truly is all about God's joy and him giving his joy as a gift to us. And so you and I both know that there are so many reasons we can enjoy this season. From the songs we sing, to the ornaments we hang on a tree, to the parties we attend, to the decorations we spread around the house, to the gingerbread houses we build. Anyone build a gingerbread house yet? Huh? Come on, kids, where are my kids? Any kids? There we go, I see some hands up there. Um, just so many reasons to enjoy this season. And yet, you and I both know that as many reasons there are to celebrate and enjoy the Christmas season, there are also reasons why this season can be so stressful and even filled with varying degrees of sorrow. And so what I want to invite us into is the reality that God wants joy to be more than words plastered on ornaments and wrapping paper, but he wants joy to be something that invades our hearts. He wants joy. He wants you to experience joy on a daily basis. And so as we think about the arrival of the Son of God into the world, this is an arrival of joy. It is an invasion of joy. And we see this in the Christmas story. I want to read for us from Luke chapter two, perhaps the, the most familiar Christmas story. This is even the Christmas story that's read in Charlie Brown's Christmas, you know? So uh, maybe you've heard these words before, but I hope and pray that you receive them in a fresh way tonight and that it does something deep within your soul to move you to a greater place of God's joy. So Luke chapter two, starting in verse eight, this is what Luke writes. In the same region... There were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for I behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I want to share two simple truths about the gift of joy from this story here with you tonight. 
And the first is simply this. God's gift of joy catches us by surprise. God's gift of joy catches us by surprise. Let me explain what I mean. We see this in the story of the shepherds. I mean, for the shepherds on that first Christmas night, it was business as usual. They were out in the fields caring for their sheep when suddenly, out of nowhere, an angel appears, gloriously bright, lighting up the field, lighting everything around them, bringing them this amazing message. And what I love about God, and I hope you'll consider this tonight, God is the kind of God that when he has the greatest news to share with the world, he goes to the back corner of a blue-collar neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, God could have shown up in the king's palace. He could have, the angel could have gone to the, to the most notable of society, and yet, God shows up to these humble shepherds simply doing their job to announce his great news to the world. But a greater surprise than the shepherds' experience is the very fact that God would send his son into the world at all. And so I just want you to think about this for a moment. We, 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 we can become so familiar with, with a story that it begins to kind of lose its impact in our minds and in our hearts. And perhaps it will help us to consider that, that God is an infinite God. He is eternal in his essence and existence. And yet, we as human beings are very finite and we have Many, many limitations, right? But, but, but think about this. There is always some relative proportion between two finite things, okay? So, so think about a grain of sand. If you could see a grain of sand. You couldn't see it, of course, if I had a grain of sand. But if you, a grain of sand bears some proportion to Mount Everest. Am I right? A, a, a drop of water bears some proportion to the Atlantic Ocean. But there is no point of comparison between an infinite God and a finite creature like you and I. And yet, this is what the Christmas story is all about. The infinite creator God becomes like us, wraps human flesh around his eternal being in the form of a baby born of a virgin. This is the wonder of the Christmas story. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. But not only that, not only is it a surprise that God would become man and bring his life and his salvation to us, but this God not only brings us good news for us to experience, but he brings us good news of great joy. And so I don't know about you, but, but one of the great discoveries of my life, and perhaps this is what you will discover tonight, for, for a, a long while, I, even, I grew up in the church, and I heard these stories, and I heard the Christmas story every single year, and I probably heard Luke chapter 2 a thousand times, and yet... What I viewed 
the way I viewed God and, and the way I viewed my relationship with him was more about like a set of restrictions that existed to rob me of joy, not a relationship to maximize my joy both now and forever. You see, God wants to give us not as icing on the cake of our lives, but something that is a daily experience that we can walk in every single day. And so this is the surprise of Christmas, that, that God wants to give us his joy. And if you say like, well, Tanner, what are we even talking about when we're talking about joy? Let me grab, should I grab this mic, Seth? What is, what is God talking about when he talks about joy? Is joy a mere happy feeling at the experience of something pleasurable? Does joy bring some like kind of perma smile, you know, like some goofy grin, we walk around, hey, I've got joy, you know, it's like, what is joy? We can say that joy is this. Joy is an Animated emotional response to a perceived good. Okay, think about that. Joy is an animated, it's something that is coming from within, giving us life. It's an emotional response to a perceived good. Now, now think about it. Joy can be something that's subtle, you know, like experiencing a good day at work. Did you know that God cares about our work lives? You know, it's not just like a Sunday thing. It's like, I know some of you are like, man, I never have joy at work. I don't know what you're talking about. Thanks a lot. Merry Christmas. All right. But like, you know, yes, like there can be subtle joy. It's like a good day at work. But then also there can be explosive joys, like the birth of a child or the restoration of health of a loved one or Another duck boat parade in the city of Boston. Come on now, who's, who's got some joy over that? Celebration, title town, yes. And so this is, joy is, is an emotional response to a perceived good. And, and what I love is the Christmas story is a story loaded with joy. When the angel appeared to Mary announcing that she would bear a child, the first words out of the angel's mouth were what? Rejoice. Be filled with joy. When Mary sang her song in Luke chapter one, known as the Magnificat, it's called the Magnificat because the first words out of her mouth were, my soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The story of the shepherds here, the angel says, good news of great joy. Did you know that in the Bible, there are over 400 occurrences of this idea of joy or rejoicing? God is a God who wants us to experience his joy as a gift. And I can tell you, there is no greater gift than the gift of life and joy as a regular experience that God could ever give us. But the second truth I want you to see is this, and it gets very specific, because God's surprising gift of joy comes in the gift of Jesus. 
You see, God's surprising gift is really surprisingly good. I just want you to, to listen to a few of the reasons why I would say that. And even as I share these reasons why God's surprising gift is surprisingly good, I want you to just ask this question of yourself. Like, if what Tanner is sharing about joy is true, then why wouldn't I open my hands to receive this gift? Why does the angel say good news of great joy? Here are a few reasons. Number one, Jesus brings great joy because his joy is lasting joy, all right? His joy is lasting joy. This is what I mean. Most of the time for us, happiness is as variable as the changing circumstances around us. So so here's what I mean. Uh, Like, when life is good, I'm good. Like, when my life is going according to my plans, then I experience gladness and joy and delight. But when life is not good, when life is not going according to plan, then joy is MIA. It's, it's as difficult as finding a, a Yankees fan at opening day at Fenway Park. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's not to be experienced. And yet... What we find in Jesus is that our joy does not have to be dictated by the circumstances around us. And why is that? Here's why. I love this. If joy is an animated emotional response to a perceived good, then when we experience Jesus and perceive him as the highest good, then Who he is and all of the gifts that he gives us on a daily basis, comfort and peace and identity and love and all of these gifts, they never change when everything is swirling about us. Why? Because Jesus never changes. And so this is why the Bible can say these really confusing statements like, Consider it joy when you face difficulties and trials. It's like, what, what is up with? Like, how can I? Here's how. Because God is bigger than my circumstances. Because God has the final word over everything that comes against me. Because God is the God who raises the dead. And so this joy that Jesus brings is great joy because it is a lasting joy. But then number two, the joy that Jesus brings is great joy because his joy stretches near and far. Here's what I mean. The joy that Jesus gives is a very personal and intimate joy. You see, the arrival of Jesus didn't just end with his arrival. Jesus lived a perfect life. He died a cruel death. He rose again from the dead so that everyone who receives the gift of his life and salvation can experience everything that our hearts have ever longed for. It's intensely personal as Augustine once said, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. 
And so once we perceive Jesus as this highest good and we experience his salvation, then what this does is it opens a vast array of possibilities for us to experience, listen to this, endless joy on a daily basis. Here's what I mean. Every good endeavor that you walk in day by day, every relationship, every conversation, every day of our lives open up new opportunities to experience all of the many blessings that Jesus died to bring us as he came to bring us a life of joy. But it's not just a joy that reaches near. It is a joy that stretches very, very far. In this famous Christmas hymn, Joy to the World, did you remember the words that we sing in the very first song tonight when we sing Joy to the World? It says that he, Jesus, he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. And so it's not just a personal joy that Jesus comes to bring, but it is a global and cosmic joy. Everything that is wrong with our world, all sickness, all cancer, all suffering, all natural disasters, yes, even our greatest enemy, death, says here that Jesus will do away with all of that in the very end. This is our hope through the gift of Jesus and the gift of his joy. But then number three, as we see here, this this gift of of God's joy coming in the gift of Jesus, it, it is a great joy because the joy of Jesus is joy for all people. Did you hear? This is what the angels announced in in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And so you may be here tonight and you say, you know what, man, these songs, they're nice. And I, I showed up with a friend. And, you know, I can tell that Tanner, he's got a little bit of joy. That's good for him. He's a pastor after all. He should have a little bit of joy. But it's not for me. Surely, like, God wouldn't offer that gift to me to have joy on a daily basis. And yet, the angel said, this is good news of great joy for all the people. And all the people includes you. And this is what we love about our God. And this is why we started a church in Metford, Massachusetts. Because we've said from the very beginning, we want to be a thumbprint of our community. Which means we'll have white, black, brown, and all things in between. Every ethnicity, all nationalities, different socioeconomic spectrums, generations, academic achievement. We're all coming together as a group of people that have simply been changed by Jesus. 
And this is amazing because when, when joy becomes a diverse experience, here's what happens. Number one, it intensifies our joy because like my joy becomes your joy, your joy becomes my joy. Joy is contagious, you know? It's like, this is why joy in groups and crowds, it just gets maximized on the one hand, but on the other hand, it accentuates how great the joy of Jesus truly is. It's not just for this one kind of person or that kind of group of people, but it is for all people. And so tonight, very simply, in just a short amount of time, I want to ask you just this one simple question. Are you experiencing God's gift of joy? Are you experiencing God's gift of joy? The greatest gift that I could offer you is simply the gift that God has offered me through Jesus. What if God made you for lasting joy, both in this life and the one to come? What if God wanted to elevate your joy beyond just a few moments of fleeting gladness and delight? When Jesus was speaking to his closest followers, just before he went to the cross to be crucified, this is what he said. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And so tonight, I invite you to receive the joy of Jesus Christ. This is why he arrived into our world. This is what he came to bring us. Not as icing on the cake, but as the very fabric of our lives day by day by day. And so before we sing another song or two and wrap up our evening, this is what I want to do. I want to give you just an opportunity. We, we love, as, as hopefully has been communicated already through you coming and being welcomed, and even the words that I've shared and the songs we sing together, we really value relationships at our church. And so that's why we've given every person here, when you uh, walked in, you should have received this, this connect card. It says, let's connect. And we would love, there's no pressure. You don't have to fill this out, but we would love for you to fill this out just so we can, we won't bombard you with communication. We won't sell your information to anyone else. But we just want to thank you for coming and joining us tonight. But then on the back, you'll notice that there's uh, some lines that you can share, maybe ways that we can pray for you during this holiday season. And even some next steps that you would just maybe say, like, hey, Tanner, what you've shared is really, really good. The joy that you're describing, I want that in my life. Whether that's you for the first time to receive God's gift of salvation, or whether that's for you to take deeper steps, or simply just to learn more about Jesus and Christianity, we want to offer you the, the gift, the opportunity to take that step, even tonight. And so what I want to do is this. I want to pray for you, and then our usher's going to come forward, and they're going, to, they're going to pass some baskets with candles for our final song. But that'll be an opportunity where you can drop those cards in the basket as they're passed. So I'll give you a moment to do that and fill that out, even while I pray for us. Let's pray together. And so, God, thank you. Thank you that you are a God that isn't detached from our everyday experience, but you are a God who came to bring us immense, profound, and lasting joy. And so God, I pray that you would help each one of us 
experience what you have for us through the gift of your son this Christmas, Jesus Christ. Whether that's someone saying, you know what, this is the time for me to really experience what Christmas is all about for the first time. Or whether it's for someone like me that's saying, you know what, I've, I've journeyed a bit, but there is more for me to experience because you are an infinite God and you have more joy for me, more life, more peace, more love. And so God, would you show us the steps that we can take to receive the gifts that you give? We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.